Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. There has been a lot of debate around schools reopening in the last couple of weeks. And it's now likely that special needs schools will open this week. But is it a good idea? We have Anne Horan from the INTO and principal of the Midwest School of the Deaf, which is based in Limerick City, Maria Allen, on the line to chat to us a bit more about it. And you're both welcome. Good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, Maria, from your point of view, what is your understanding now of what's likely to happen with the reopening of your school? Joe, we're supposed to be opening on Thursday. All staff back and up to 50% capacity of students back from Thursday on. We're eagerly awaiting um, a webinar this afternoon with the Deputy CMO who is going to outline um, additional safety measures for schools. At the moment, the only additional safety measures that we've been advised of is that SNAs should wear medical grade masks in schools while they're here and adhere to all the guidelines that were put in place in September. Well, were actually put in place during the summer, which we had ready to go for September. But there is a massive change in the incidence rates in the virus and the various strains of the virus that are out there compared to that were there in September when we reopened. And there is real fear on the grounds. And it's not just on the grounds from staff. It's on the grounds from parents as well in sending their children back. And, you know, we we just wait today and see if there's any more up-to-date advice and that webinar is going out at half three. Right, so that's the Deputy Chief Medical Officer that's giving you this webinar. Yeah, and they're they're going to raise issues in the webinar for us around um, the return and the safe return to school for students and staff. It feels like there was a bit of confusion even over the last few days around this. There there seemed to be a suggestion from government that this was going to happen over the next few days. And then one from the union representing uh, special needs assistance that it hasn't yet been fully agreed. Yeah. And then the department came out on Saturday and said it has been agreed that there will be ongoing discussions on Tuesday, but it has been agreed. And maybe Anne will be able to uh, give you more detail on that. But it's just a continuous cycle of this is happening. No, this is not happening. It's like last week, you know, schools were given an extra, or after the holidays, school holidays were extended by three days. And everyone thought teachers were off for three days. We were not. We were in school, driven, demented planning to reopen on the Monday, like we were told we were going to be reopening on the Monday and leaving certain students. So we spent the Wednesday, Thursday, like planning, serious planning for reopening. And then to be told that Thursday night that no, it wasn't going ahead at nine o'clock on that Thursday night. We spent all day Friday planning to go back to remote learning again. And we had spent an awful lot of money in schools. We were given a measly grant, not a big grant, a measly grant, but we had done a lot of fundraising during the summer to buy ICT equipment for every student in the school to plan for remote learning, which is what we were told we needed to do. All the students practised it during term one from September to Christmas. We practised it for homework, we practised it in school to prepare in case another lockdown came. And we put that in place very effectively last week. And now that's all gone we're preparing to be back in school again on Thursday with half provision. Right. My sense is that this time the keyboard warriors are really getting to teachers. They're really getting under the skin of teachers. It's disheartening, Joe. 
Last year, at the first phase of lockdown, how many memes did we see there with the teachers with halos and wings behind them? And I now fully understand what it's like teaching my child. You can have him back. And, you know, and it, it was all a joke. But teachers are working extremely hard. I've seen so many calls to put teachers on the PUP. For what? Why? We're, we're working harder, longer hours. And it is a lot more difficult to remotely teach our children than it is to have them in a classroom. Would we prefer to be in a classroom where it's safe? Absolutely, 100%. I have not yet met a teacher who likes remote teaching in any shape or form. It is a burden on the students and it is a burden on us. But it is what needs to be done to keep us safe for the moment. I was on your radio show in July when we opened up for July provision. I told you of the tears of the students and of the parents of coming back to school and the relief and what it meant to be here in our own community. And we were so excited to be back. That lasted a long time with us. But the fear is there now, to be honest with you, Joe. And like everybody is saying, you know, children need routine and children need this and that. They do. And I absolutely, my heart goes out to parents. I deal with parents every single day of children with special educational needs. My heart goes out to them. But health and safety, keeping us safe in a time when the virus is rampant among young children. And the data that was released yesterday for 5 to 18-year-olds, from the period of the 30th of December to the 12th of January, when schools were closed, there were 6,992 cases. From the 7th to the 20th of December, for 0 to 18-year-olds, that included 0 to 4, it was 1,100 positive COVID cases when schools were open. Yeah. Can you imagine what that almost 7,000 cases will jump to if the Leave and Search students and all students with special education needs come back at a time when our hospitals are literally crying out. Yeah. We're chatting to the principal of the Midwest School of the Deaf, uh, Maria Allen, who expects at this stage that her school and other schools uh, dealing with children with special needs will open later in the week. Anne Horan, as I mentioned, uh, from the INTO, the Irish National Teachers Organisation, is also with us. Uh, Anne, good morning to you. Good morning. What's your understanding then of what's likely to happen, including, by the way, uh, special needs students who actually go to mainstream schools? Um, well, I, suppose I just have to start by saying that everything Maria is saying is so, so valid. The fear amongst members as to how COVID has developed, it's its huge. There's a huge, huge fear. Um, the case numbers are rising. The medical officer at the weekend, he said the numbers are rising and people should stay at home. That seems to be a big contradiction, you know, when we're talking about schools partially reopening on Thursday. Um, I suppose for INGO, we're continuing to engage with the stakeholders, but we have a huge number of issues that we need clarity on, and we need specifics. Um, we, we need to know more about the safety of our schools. We need to mo know more about health. And as Maria said, the webinar this evening, we're all eagerly awaiting that to see what evidence we could be given to show us that schools are safe places. Um, we're, another huge issue for our members is um, childcare. It's a massive, massive issue. And a huge number of teachers contacted me, even though um, the, sorry, even though the special ed teachers are now being classified as essential workers, that's not guaranteeing them childcare. All it means is that if there's a facility near them that is taking children of essential workers, that they could apply for a place there. So childcare is a huge, huge issue. Mm. What about vaccination? 
you know, we we have asked and asked for teachers to be moved up on the vaccination list, at the moment, priority list. At the moment, we are at 11th. That's way down. Yeah. And but how concerned are you about these reports that it might be who you know when you get a vaccination? I, I don't know. I don't know. I do know that I was waiting until December myself to get the flu vaccine. So, do you know, I don't know how, how it's all going to work and, out. And, and can, you, can, you, can you explain to me, are, are we only talking uh, about opening this week those schools like Maria's that uh, are uh, specifically for children with special needs? What about kids of special needs who go to mainstream schools? Yeah, that is all part of this plan that is, we're, the stakeholders are working towards that. And like I say, health is so important in all of this process. But anyway, and public health advice. So the plan is the special schools will reopen. As Maria said, half of the pupils in on any one day with the full staff. Special classes in schools, in primary schools, they will also be opening. Um, And then the idea is that the children with the most needs in our primary schools, that they will be brought into school as well. And then they are looking possibly at bringing back, uh, leaving certain classes in secondary schools as well, down the line a little. I, I don't know. First of February, I saw this morning, Joe, first that of they, they want the right, yeah. students to be back on the 1st of February. Yeah. But every school is individual. Like every single school is individual, Joe. And this brush that seems to brush all of us, it's, it's not relevant to every single school. I've been in your studio many at a time and the size of your studio is not much bigger than two of my classrooms. And in one of those classrooms, I have post-primary students who are due back on Thursday. I have six and three adults, a teacher and two SNAs in that room. And the Minister for Education keeps telling me that school is a safe place to be. Now, we've done everything we possibly can. We've taken out bookshelves, we've taken out the students' desks, we've bought chairs with a little desk attached to them so that they can write in front of them. We've removed all the resources to try and make it as big as we can with doors and windows open for ventilation. And it's still not ideal. Yeah. They're not two metres apart. And the difficulty that you have, Maria, as the principal is, you, you know, and this is the simple truth of the matter, this is on your conscience. I mean, 100% Joe. And not only that, it's on my board of management's conscience. And my board of management is made up of myself as one principal plus seven other volunteers. You know, and to put that on a board of management. And if you look to what happened in Mayo to that principal who decided to close his school because there was a good few cases spreading through his school and the department forced him to open the school the following day. The board of management had no autonomy. We can close the school and keep the school closed if we have no electricity for the day, if we have no heat for the day. But there is a virus rampaging through the school and we cannot have the autonomy to close the school. Mm. And it is a matter of life and death. Uh, do you think, um, and that there may actually be a refusal by uh, teachers to do what uh, the department is pushing them to do this week? At the moment, I don't see any sign of that. At the moment, everybody is working towards towards the reopening. Um, all the stakeholders are working towards that. And like I say, we all know how important it is. It's the health of our, our members, of our, our teachers. It's the health of health of the children, it is so important to us and it has to be central to all of this, to all of these discussions.
And what do you think, Maria? Yeah, I mean, we're we're working very hard. I have a staff meeting as soon as I get off the phone with my in-school management team to try and figure out what we're going to do. But, Joe, it's not just the staff in the school. We've got bus escorts. We've got bus drivers. Those children meet so many other people before they come into the school. And we were told to put the children in pods and in bubbles in school, which we've done. And if you take one of our buses that serves Clare and Limerick City, there are seven children on that bus that go to six different classrooms. And the two that are in the one classroom go into two different pods because of their education. So bubbles and pods are great at keeping the place safe, but on the ground, they don't always work that way. Yeah. We do our best. You know, I've seen parents comment and say, my child knows how to wash their hands and, you know, I feel that they're definitely safe going into the school. They're in a class of five other people who may not know how to wash their hands, who have no respiratory etiquette, who can sneeze and cough on top of other people. And I'm not saying, please, I'm not saying I don't want schools to come back. I am saying I want schools to come back in a safe manner. When it is safe, for every child, not just a child who can wash their hands okay. 20 times a day. Okay, all right. Well, listen, thank you very much. We're going to keep a close eye on this during the rest of the week. Of course, uh, Maria Allen, who is the principal of the Midwest School of uh, the Deaf in Limerick, due to open on Thursday as we speak, and Anne Horan uh, from the Irish National Teachers Organisation uh, based in Limerick herself. Thank you. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.